It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Great Wednesday afternoon, everybody. I'm Chip Souza. I'm joined today by Paul Boyd for the Prep Rally Podcast. This is the pre-Christmas podcast. This is uh, going to talk a little high school football state championship. This is the final week of three weeks of state championship games here in the state. And we're going to be joined by the legend, the myth, the guru of the gridiron, and the sultan of statistics, Leland Barclay. Leland, how you doing on, on this Wednesday? Well, I'm cold, and hopefully I can live up to that uh, intro. Oh, you can. You can. No, I, no doubt about no, it. No, no doubt about that. So, Leland, you've seen the first two weekends of state football championship games. Uh, kind of give us a little overview of what you've seen. And, and uh, if you, do you like the three-weekend thing with games all being played on Saturday? Well, uh, you know, I love it because I've got to, you know, watch very good. Or I guess I went to a couple of uh, – uh, playoff games on those Friday nights. Uh, they ended up not being very close, but, uh, you know, I got to see extra games, which this year has been especially nice to uh, to get a couple of extra games in. Absolutely. So what Leland's been doing, for those of you who might not understand this, so the state championship games have been played at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock on Saturday, started with the Seven A state championship game and the which one the seven A and six A's uh, both on uh, two, that was two weeks ago. So what Leland would do is he'd go to a game on Friday night, catch a playoff game, and then and then go up to Little Rock to see the championship games on Saturday. So you've done that three weeks in a row, of course, or two weeks in a row. You won't do it this week because there are no games on Friday night this week. There's only the two state championship games left, and that is the three A state championship and the four A state championship up in Little Rock. That's correct. Of course, last week, uh, you know, I joined you in the press yes, box sir. at a nice, cozy, uh, you know, football stadium with nice turf yep. uh, fields. Um, everybody stayed nice and clean. I yep. kind of wish I had gone to McGee last Man, week. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw the video. In fact, we stole the video. <laughs> used a little bit of it in my prep rally show this week of those McGee kids uh, and coaches. Um, who took turns just sliding and diving into that big mud hole in the middle of the field. And, Leland, what it reminded me of was, uh, and, you you know, I know you've seen this, and, Paul, you're a baseball guy, when they have rain delays at baseball games yes. and they have the, tar- the, the tarp out on the field and the players that'll, that will just run and slide like it's a big slip and slide. Rick, Rick Dempsey. Yes, Rick yes. Dempsey. And, uh, you know. Well, and, and Crash Davis. Yes. Yes, yes. And so, uh, you know, Leland, I'm not saying anything you don't know, but, even though I'm 59 years old, I'm still 12 in a lot of ways. And uh, that if, if my team had won and I'd have had a chance to do that Friday night, I'd have been right out there I'm in the all mud over with it. Them. Yes, yes. That's what high school football should be all about is having fun, making memories. And, and Leland, we didn't know if we were going to get to that stage this year, but uh, uh, thank goodness we did. And, and th- through the due diligence of coaches and players and families, we have made it to the end. Yes, we have, and, and you're, you're right. We don't get to see very many games like that because so many schools have gone the turf. I remember, I guess it was the early 90s, right after Van Buren had joined the, I guess at that time, the 4A West, but I covered a game in Springdale, and um, it was snowing. Wow, wow. So it's uh, 
you know, we, we, we don't get many of those anymore. No, we don't. Well, Leland, let's talk about the state championship games that will be going on this weekend. And we're going to start – we'll start with the 3A game. Um, that will be uh, McGee against Harding Academy in that championship game. And that will be um, at around 6.30 uh, Saturday evening, I think 6.40 to be exact. Um, kind of give us a little overview of that game. Well, uh, you know, this is kind of – and I guess, you know, I, I, I think Blue – Blue Bloods is kind of a uh, maybe a basketball term, maybe, but this is I think Blue Bloods weekend for state championships game, ch- state championship games, four A and three A. You know, McGee and Harding Academy. Uh, everybody's familiar with them, Shallow Christian and Rivercrest as well. But in the three A game, uh, you know, both of these teams, both of these schools, have won seven state championships. Correct. Correct. Uh, you know, McGee's making their 10th appearance in a championship game. Harding Academy is making their 11th appearance in the state championship game. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, two schools that we're very familiar with. Of course, Harding Academy is the defending state champion. And, uh, boy, it's, uh, you know, they, they've got an excellent chance of, of winning another one. You know, if we go back and look at, and I love to look at the preseason uh, polls, right. and also the final regular season uh, polls, just to see how um, how things hold true. And I know Rick Fires, for obvious reasons, is familiar with the term uh, chalk. Yep. In yep. Uh, in betting in betting circles. Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. And um, you know, going into this weekend, Shallow Christian and Harding Academy, if they both win. That will be all six teams that were voted number one in the final regular season poll will finish the year as state champions, which is just I don't know if that's ever been done. It's incredible, especially this you know for for that to be the case this year when so many things could have gone south. Um, you know, a team lose a quarterback to a, a a COVID positive test, or you know, I mean, not not just your normal injuries that can happen, but but like a COVID contact test. tracing, contact somebody tracing. somebody sitting in the wrong place. You know, in the classroom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, for those of us who skipped a lot of school, see, they would be okay, you know, in COVID-19. Well, that's, that's right. We could use that as an excuse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't think I would have ever gotten COVID because I wasn't at school that much. I tried to slip out as much as I could. So, I'd been okay. Um, but, Leland, you're right. So, the 3A championship game, um, Harding and McGee should be a great game. Uh, I realized how good a team Harding had when they absolutely laid the smack on Boonville, a team that I thought was pretty good that had a couple of losses to really, really good teams. Um, so that told me all I need to know about how, how good a team Harding has. That's exactly right. They gave up uh, – Harding Academy gave up a 73-yard touchdown run, I think, on the third play of the game. And it was all Harding Academy after that. It was. Uh, like you said, beat a very, very good uh, Boonville team. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're going to be hard to beat in the championship game uh, Saturday night. But McGee has that, you know, factor that, you know, teams that it's hard to prepare for. And that's just, you know, speed. Right. And you don't, and you don't know how, that, how fast that speed is until it's running right beside you. I tell you what, guys, I can go back in years with, you know, McGee's pedigree back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s when they were – Lanny Dowks was there. Uh, The the, uh, playoff format always – they had to run through some northeast Arkansas teams in that time, several years in a row. And so I got an up-close look every time. And and like you said, 
it's pretty hard to adjust. It's, it's an adjustment for sure and was for a lot of teams I saw. Exactly. So that's the 3A championship game. That'll be played again. That'll be Saturday evening, 630, 640 um, at War Memorial. Um, let's talk about the game that will be played earlier on Saturday, the noon game featuring a, a shallow Christian team that has one loss, a one-point loss to a Class 6A team from Oklahoma that made it to the quarterfinal round in their playoffs against an undefeated Rivercrest team. Uh, this game, to me, has the potential of being the best game of all six of the state championship games just because of of how good these teams are, how good they've been all year. Again, it's got, you know, it's it's got some of that blue blood factor. This is Shallow Christian's 12th appearance in the state championship game. Right. The Rivercrest Colts have been there. This will be their 10th state championship. Yep. Um, or state championship game. Appearance, right. Right. Uh, so, you know, they they've got that factor as well. They're just they're excellent teams. Um, one thing on on Saturday afternoon is, you know, I think Shiloh Christian has has um, really benefited from its quarterback play this year. It has. It absolutely it has. Maybe even a little bit of uh, and to the point of being surprising because uh, I think you said that he didn't even start. Eli Wisdom didn't start the scrimmage game. Nope. So he's kind of, I don't know if I'd say came out of nowhere, but he's, uh, you know, for a sophomore to have performed to the level he has, uh, I think has certainly been a little bit of a surprise. But Rivercrest will have the best quarterback on the field no question. Saturday afternoon. Yes. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about nope. that. You're He'll right. have the most experience uh, and the career that he's had. He's accounted for 117 touchdowns in his career. Right. Right. Uh, he's, he's thrown for 37 this year. He's run for 19. He's thrown for 70 in his career. He's run for 47. I mean, just an all-around great uh, career. And he's he needs one rushing touchdown this year to go at least 20-20, passing and rushing touchdowns in a season, which is a rare feat. Right. He's already achieved 2,000-1,000 passing yards and rushing yards. I think the second game of the year, he went 200-200 in a game. So that's kind of the trifecta for a quarterback to go 200-200 in a single game, 2,000-1,000 passing and rushing yards, and then 20-20 touchdowns. Of course, um, Eli Wisdom is a shallow Christian quarterback, sophomore. Um, he is, I, I believe, leading within about 60 or 70 yards of being that 2,000-1,000 guy. He's already rushed for well over 1,000 yards, around – 1400 yards um he's he's at 1900 and some change passing um so he he should eclipse the 1000 2000 yard mark he had already eclipsed the 2020 mark um so this is a a a player that 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 Leland mentioned that gives Shiloh a, a dynamic at quarterback um really that they haven't had in the last decade since Kyle Frazier um that that could that can attack you with both his legs and his arm. And I don't think Frazier ever had a thousand yards rushing to my knowledge. Um, you know, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, obviously he was, you know, he was the most valuable player in three straight state championship games, yes. which is a rarity in his, in its, you know, Correct. in itself. Correct. Uh, but I remember a quarterback a few years ago that was off to a tremendous start and had two or three, 200-200 games for Shiloh Christian named Daniel Shimmer. 
Shimmer, correct. Mm-hmm. He's the one who had okay. had injuries. He 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 had just some unfortunate injuries um, at Shiloh Christian, uh, including one where he he got a knee injury. Simply, I mean, d- d- no contact. Yeah. Just just a, a practice. You know, no contact. You know, injury and and that kind of thing was incredibly talented. Um, he was a young man that had transferred from Fayetteville. Um, and was uh, you know one of those the, tw- the twenty five mile three sixty five rule, so he had to set out uh, his sophomore year. He came back his junior year um, to was you know, probably destined to be the starting quarterback, and and that's when the injury you know hit him. Um, so just kind of a hard luck story there. Um, but Leland, I think the big difference was Shiloh this year, and maybe uh, some Shiloh teams in the past, ones that have been close and. and uh, uh, the, and I'm talking since 2010, since they last won their last state championship, has been the play of their defense, is, uh, has been incredible in the playoffs. Absolutely, and their special teams. Yes. I mean, gosh, they had a uh, game, I guess, about halfway through the uh, regular season where they returned three interceptions for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess before Eli Wisdom was really playing, I guess maybe full-time at quarterback or about the time, I think he, didn't he return a kickoff for a touchdown in the season opener? He did. He did. He has returned a kickoff for a touchdown. He he starts he starts at cornerback on defense and usually lines up against the other team's best receiver. He has twenty pass breakups this season. So in addition to be a, being a one thousand two thousand guy as a quarterback, he's also their lockdown corner on defense. Well, and that's going to be an interesting scenario to see if he's on Rivercrest, you know, top receiver. Keyshawn Scott has had a tremendous season as well. He's the main target for Cam Turner. He's caught 70 passes for 1,372 yards and 18 touchdowns. He had a game earlier this year where he had 17 catches for 323 yards and four touchdowns in one game. Wow. Wow. So Eli Wisdom, if if that – is true. I mean, and I know it has been most of the year. If he's on him most of the night, he's going to be very, very busy and probably very tired. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing about it is, and like you said, uh, he's got a tremendous supporting cast around him, including Cam Wiedemann, who is also a, an outstanding running back who is capable of picking that offense up and carrying carrying it on his back as well. No question. And you talk about the defense that's very good, especially if they can get off to another start like last week, last week where they blocked two punts in the first, you know, what, three minutes of the game. Yeah, and led to That four, certainly helps too. Led directly to 14 points. The first one uh, set up a short touchdown run. The second one was returned for a touchdown. Um, so 14 nothing. you know, shallow with, with two and a half minutes into the game, they're up 14 nothing. So – Leland, the player who blocked both those punts is Caden Henley. He's their linebacker for Shiloh Christian, number 44. Now, Leland, you're going to love this when I tell you this. So I'm doing a story on him that will be in Friday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I asked him, why do you wear number 44? What is significant about that number? And he said, Oh, well, is it really? He said, well, two reasons. Number one, his father was a football coach and is a football coach yes. on the Shiloh Christian staff. Ashley Henley is, is one of their linebackers' coach. Um, but he had a player that played for him at Lawton High School in Lawton, Oklahoma, that wore number 44, Jabril Johnson, who went to Oregon State. So that's where 44 came from, one of the reasons. The second reason, Leland, that you're going to love, Brian Bosworth. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that goes back a, a long ways. A long ways. And so I asked him, I said, well, you're – 
17 years old, how do you know who Brian Bosworth was? And he said, well, apparently, um, and I think they have medication for this, but I think apparently some of his family members are devout OU fans. So uh, they're trying to get him help over at Shallow Christian for that. They've got him in some rehab, some sooner rehab, see if they can see if they can nurse him back to a right frame of mind. But, but uh, anyway. It won't, it won't work. It won't work. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he did tell me that he tried to get some of his uh, defensive uh, guys for Shallow to bleach their hair like oh Bosworth did. Uh, but he couldn't get a lot of takers, so uh, he's just kind of letting his play uh, speak for itself on the field. And, and Leland, I think it pretty well has. He's blocked three punts in the last two weeks. Um, he's got over 150 tackles for the season, four interceptions, um, including two in a game, in a playoff game a couple weeks ago. Um, he's, so he's having a very Bosworth kind of a year uh, for the Saints defensively. Yeah, and he's one of the guys, I mean, gosh, uh, you know, Friday night was the first time I've got to see him in person this year. I've kept up with him all year, but, uh, you know, they've they've got a lot of guys on defense that are players. They do. Um, you know, he's he's certainly one of them and one of the, the leaders on that side of the football. But, uh, you know, they're, they're going to get a workout. Yep. Yep, it'll be a great on game Saturday afternoon. But nope. you know they should because it's the, it's the state championship game, and and I think it's pretty much the two best teams in four uh, A. I would agree with you one hundred percent on that. So it should be a good one. Again, the four A state championship game will be played at noon Saturday, War Memorial Stadium, Little Rock. The three A state championship game will be played at six forty. Um, Saturday down at War Memorial, so and that will that will finish out the high school football season in the state. A season we didn't know if we would get to have or not. But again, like we've mentioned every week, thank you to the due diligence of coaches and players and administration. Games were played. People social distance for the most part. Hey, everybody did their part. Everybody though, did their get, part to, to get us here. And uh, it all it all it all comes back to what we've talked about on this show and numerous times. They do this for the kids so that the kids can have these memories. And uh, thank, thank goodness this wasn't taken away from them like last year's spring sports were taken away from those kids. Last year's state championship basketball, basketball. games were taken away from those kids. So, um, you know, just uh, again, you know, m- major props for everybody involved in high school football to uh, to get this season in and get us to the, the final week of the season. Absolutely. It took a lot of people, and, and you're right. If you go back exactly four months, exactly four months to close to the middle or, or end of August, um, I think probably if you would poll every single person in the state, it would have probably come out that uh, the majority would have thought that high school football season, even if it started, would certainly not finish. Correct. So to be to this point Agreed. is uh, – Almost a, I mean, almost a minor miracle. Man. Well, Leland, um, thanks for being with us this week and, and talking about the championship, and we'll have you come back uh, probably in a couple of weeks and kind of recap the entire high school football season um, and talk about some of the highs that we saw this season, some of the highlights that you saw, um, and some of the big you know, numbers that were put up by players this year. And uh, we will uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here probably the first week of January. I certainly look forward to it. Good deal. That was Leland Barclay, who uh, is the author, publisher, and owner, and everything to do with the Arkansas High School Football Almanac or the he's Almanac the of Arkansas High School he's Football. He's the man. He's the man. When we have a question, he's the guy we go to. And not only does he have the question answered, but he has the next four questions answered. So we always appreciate Leland and, and everything that he brings uh, for us um, to the table. So, Paul, today is National Signing Day, the first 
early signing day mm-hmm. um, for high school football. And we had a couple of kids in the area um, who signed football scholarships today. Um, Cole Joyce, one of the Bruise brothers or Bash brothers over at Bentonville, he signed with, I believe, it was Central Florida, Central Florida today. Yes. Now, he did his the right way. He had his signing or is having his signing at a pizza place. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So, you uh, so you know, that's that's a great idea. Uh, and Henry drew that assignment. I I, I didn't read. Uh, I didn't read close enough to see that he was having it at a pizza place, or Henry wouldn't have gotten that I assignment. Sorry to say, you could have pulled rank on that one. I, I totally whiffed on that, like a like a uh, a Randy Johnson curveball. I whiffed Ooh. on it big time. Um, but I went over this morning to Harbor where Arrington McRae, um, the Harbor tight end, signed with the University of Memphis, a school he had committed to back in the summer. Yes. Uh, McRae um, is a young man who only got to play three football games this fall. Um, he uh, told me today that he had a couple of pieces of cartilage that had gotten loose in his leg and had floated down into his kneecap, causing him a great deal of pain. Sure. So they went in and did a scope. And uh, got that cleaned all cleaned all out, cleaned it out, and he rehabbed for about six weeks. Um, and uh, he, w- he, along with Cole Joyce, they both will be early enrollees um, at their colleges, which means they'll get to participate. If there is spring football, they'll get to participate in that and uh, kind of get a, a start. Uh, a, little ahead, a little ahead of the game. A little head start, and it uh, doesn't always mean that you'll see the field um, early, but it does give you an opportunity to get down there and kind of get yourself acclimated yes, and sir. get in the weight program. And uh, and and hopefully to be a, a, maybe a contributor as a freshman, for sure, no doubt about it. You know that's and uh, it's it's kind of odd to to see it. You know we talk about signing days in December now, but uh, it's just what you said. The chance to a lot of kids get a chance to maybe get on campus a little early and yep. get that start. Yep. Um, and so we will uh, we'll have now our, for, as far as our schedule for prep rally we'll have a show next week where we will come back and recap the state championship games that'll be played this week this weekend at War Memorial we'll come back and recap that then we'll take a couple of weeks off and then we will come back and we will be full court press with basketball after that now some conferences have already gotten their conference play started some of the the, uh, the, the smaller smart, uh-huh. smaller classifications um, the six A schools will get started the first week of January. And uh, we're hopeful that uh, that basketball can be played with as few of hiccups as possible. Maybe using football as an example well, of good, what. Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, yes, and so uh, looking forward to that. And and uh, Paul, I know there's some really really good teams in this area to keep an eye on this year. Um, we've already seen. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit um, about the the AAA um, uh, the Arkansas Activity Association AAA. Um, announcing back in the summer that schools couldn't play in basketball tournaments. Right. So, you know, schools like a Fayetteville that have gone down to Texas and played in the big Duncanville tournament, that was, you know, no, they couldn't do that this year. Um, Northside boys may be going to, you know, big tournament they would go to and, you know, wherever um, that not happening. So what we're seeing is single-game matchups featuring some of the best teams in the area against each other early in the season. So we've already seen Bentonville play Greenwood girls. We've seen Fayetteville play Greenwood girls. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing some really – Farmington has played Greenwood, yes. I believe, and, and uh, Northside against Melbourne. And, and we've seen some really good uh, early season matchups. And not playing in these tournaments has allowed for this to happen. Yes, well, and you the ones you pointed out, you, you're crossing classification, yes. which is awesome to see. It's, yes. it's a fun thing to be able to see that 6A school play the 3A school and two really good teams. You know, sometimes that doesn't get to happen as often, but I, you're right. This year, I think, has helped that along a yes. little bit. 
And so if you want to get out and see some really good basketball, um, now it's always a good idea to always check to make sure the game is going to be played. Oh, for sure. uh, Paul and I were talking before we went live today that Northside girls, who, by the way, they're 6-1, and one, and that one loss – Melbourne. Was Melbourne, a Class 3A school. They were supposed to play a rematch at Melbourne last Friday. Northside girls were getting on their bus, on the yes. bus, to make that drive. And Melbourne had a COVID issue, so they had to cancel the game. Yeah. So you'll always want to check and make sure that the game's actually going to be played uh, that night because you know you could, have a, you could have a tracing issue or a COVID issue and the game be canceled for a non-conference game. Right. A conference game, maybe, you know, maybe you know, not. Uh, you know they'll well, try to they, play that at, at, at all possible. That would not be a canceled game and not played. They, they will play that conference game, but if it's a non-conference game, that game would be canceled. Probably not going to be played again. That's you, you. Good point from the standpoint of they're going to look to 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 try to make up all those those conference games if possible. Whether right. or a non-conference, uh, they might not. I mean, it's and I uh, talking to Ricky Smith. I think they are trying to uh, trying to visit and trying to find a date to see if they can get that one rescheduled but not uh, don't have a time at this point right and as we saw Paul during volleyball season sometimes conference games get get uh, whacked as it, well it does I mean sometimes it just becomes a situation to where you know the ADs got together with volleyball and just said you know what we're just going to call them all non-con you know no contest so that way nobody's picking and choosing right which games to to make up and, right. and not so but they also gave them the option to say hey you can make them you, you can play them They'll just be, you know, they won't count. Right. So, And something else, Paul, I, I really like uh, the 6A West kind of make it, taking a, a proactive stance here um, with putting in place uh, a date for a conference tournament if that were to have to be played um, in order to qualify seedings uh, for the state tournament. They did the same thing in volleyball because so many conference matches were lost because of COVID. They've built in a date where the 6A West, uh, I don't know if the Central's done it, but the 6A West has built in a, uh, built in dates um, for a conference tournament to be held if it has to be held in order to determine seedings. Kudos to them yes. for doing that ahead of time and getting their heads together and saying, "Hey, let's let's look at this now." Because what happened with volleyball is they had to do it at the back end and kind of scramble right. and push. You know, they had it caught teams a little off guard. Well, maybe well, they weren't prepared that, for it. There was a you know, all of them had conference matches that last Tuesday, so they had to find places earlier to find those. A lot of them played them on Saturday, right. some, but they were, you know, they had to scramble to, to do that, but they did get it done. Exactly. And, uh, Paul, I, I think you would agree, the two best teams in volleyball in 6A in the state played for the state championship. Yes. Yeah. So it, it all worked out in the end the way it was supposed to. They just had to make a little right turn, left turn, get you know, stay, stay between well, the lines. Well, so. yeah, <laughs> there were there were definitely detours. Yes, but uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, you look, we had we had a lot of good team. I mean, Greenwood, uh, you know, really really good team. Uh, Harbor, a team that was that had struggled with COVID issues yes. from the, their yeah, own. Went two weeks and didn't play. Well, well they, yeah. with their own issues, and then the, they, they kind of hit got hit with other teams because they, uh, they only got to play seven of their 14 conference right. matches. Right, But yet they were – you could argue they were the third best team in the state. Exactly. <laughs> Made it to the semis. And, and, and uh, in a tough match yes, with, with yes. Fayetteville. Um, Paul, I know you had a story in, sun, in Sunday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette about um, wrestling. That's the one sport I think that could be affected the most. Um, I think it was Aaron Wise or a one of the wrestling coaches said, you know, our sport is 100% contact. Yes. 
and, so, and it was Aaron. You know, you know, it's close contact. It's you know, there, you know, there are things that you can't do. They don't wear a mask. You know, I mean, they're they're wearing a mask up to the mat. You know, when they get there, when you know they're getting ready to get on the mat, they take the mask off and they they wrestle. Then they put the mask back on. But dealing with that and dealing with like a large crowd for the state tournament, that's another, that's a big concern at right. this point, what to do. But yes. Uh, and, you know, the thing I heard from the wrestling coaches I talked to was just like these other coaches, hey, we'll do whatever. Whatever, you know, whatever the guidelines are, whatever. And even some of the wrestlers I talked to, hey, we'll do it. We'll do it. We, want a, we want a season. Yeah. We just want to have the opportunity. Something I did kind of find humorous, Paul. I don't know if it was in Arkansas or maybe another state. They said, uh, I saw where they said, um, after the match, the wrestlers can't shake hands. That's right. Now, they can wrestle and fall all over each other, roll around on each other for the match, but then they can't shake hands. That's a little... Eh, it's a little much. I mean, you know, it's and and most of them now. I mean, I, I went to the tournament that West uh, hosted last Saturday. I went and watched the finals, and you see some guys who maybe they'll knuckles or they'll do something. They'll do something to acknowledge one yeah, another. A little elbow bump, right? right. That's what uh, that's what they had going on today at Harbor at uh, Arrington McRae signing. Uh, all the all of his teammates and and whatever went by and gave him a little elbow bump uh, as they went by. So. Um, you know, life life as we know it in 2020, and I'm telling you, uh, 2021 can't get here fast enough. And, uh, you know, if it's a vaccination that helps, uh, helps whatever, whatever, like, sign me up. I'm, I'm rolling my sleeve up and you getting ready it. to go. Might cry a little bit, uh, but, but you know. Hey, I'll, I'll take it, man. Uh, like I said, <laughs> if, it'll, if it'll get us turned in the right direction, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, All whatever it. it is. So that's it for this week's show, and we want to thank you for being with us, of course, every week on Prep Rally, the podcast, as we bring you uh, the state's only podcast dedicated completely to high school sports. We don't just talk about football. We talk about it all. We don't just have football coaches on here. We have volleyball, soccer, wrestling, and every sport that's played because they are all worthy of Absolutely. of uh, talking about. And uh, one thing I want you to keep in mind, uh, especially uh, if you're a subscriber to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and if you're not, shame on you. You're on Santa's naughty list right now, putting you on there. Uh, but if you are, we're going to have our all Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette selections coming out starting next week. Um, we will have volleyball, cross country, golf, tennis, and football players will all be honored in the coming weeks. Um, so be sure and check that out in the digital edition um, and probably in the print edition, I would guess, but definitely in the digital edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette where we honor the area's best players in all of the fall sports. So that's it for this week's show. I'm Chip Souza, and speaking for Paul Boyd, thanks for being with us, and we will catch you next week on Rep the Rally, Rally Podcast. Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 